Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we continue our series on the Holy Spirit, looking at His ministry and work in our lives. And today I want to talk about the ways we experience the anointing and filling and baptizing of the Holy Spirit beyond our conversion and how that works in our life. Now, one of the tricky things about talking about this is different traditions script this differently. Um, maybe if you came from a more Baptistic tradition, doesn't mean you were actually a Baptist, but Baptist, non-denominational evangelical, evangelical free church, evangelical covenant, etc., you probably taught that, you were probably taught that, hey, I received the Holy Spirit in my conversion, and there's no subsequent work of the Holy Spirit other than I just walk in the Spirit. I don't think that's quite right because of the language of the New Testament and the experience of believers in the church. So I think there is more than that. There's another tradition, I'm going to call it the, the Pentecostal, and some of the charismatic tradition, where there's two the script is that there's two clear experiences. There's our regeneration, then there's a subsequent baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it's kind of a one-off experience. Some traditions say it's always accompanied by me speaking in tongues. Others don't require that. Uh, and by when I say require speaking in tongues, I'm not saying require that to prove you're saved, but require that as a sign you've really been baptized in the Spirit. And um, I don't like that script either because I don't think it's that rigid. Um, for example, in Acts 2, we have the day of Pentecost, but and certain things happen, but then there are subsequent uh, narratives in the book of Acts about people being baptized or filled or anointed with the Spirit, and sometimes they speak in tongues, sometimes they don't. It just doesn't look the same every time. So, um, so the way I think about it is this. Um, my starting point is the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a formula. He's not a box that we put ourselves into. We have a relationship with him. And um, so so let's not be rigid about formulas, number one. Number two, there really is language in the New Testament about, about being baptized or filled <clears throat> or anointed with the Holy Spirit. And the way this language is used, it's often used towards already believers already disciples of Jesus who have been born again, who have the Holy Spirit in their life. So I don't think it's wrong at all to talk about a subsequent experience of the Holy Spirit. That's the second thing I'd say. The third, I'd say, I think that's something we want to have happen over and over and over in our lives. Now, that what I call the Pentecostal and some charismatic script my theory, this is just my theory, so you don't have to agree with me on this. I think what often happens is people maybe, they really are converted, really have the new birth, and but just haven't learned how to live in the Holy Spirit, and they have a real fresh experience of a baptism or filling the Spirit. And it's really profound. It's really changing. And then they look back on that, and really from then on they kind of live out of that, and they tend to think that's when it happened but the problem is that that can be true for some people, but it'd be a mistake, I think, to impose that experience in a rigid way on other people. I think the New Testament and the tradition of the church is more um, interested in the, the fruit of this and the power and the life. And so 
you know, there's just, just, we need to be careful to not draw script. That said, I really do believe, um, while we have the Holy Spirit, this is kind of a pithy preacher way to say this, but it's a good, it's a good little saying. Um, when we come to Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. He's in our lives. But we want to learn to let the Holy Spirit have more of us. Let me say that again. When, when we come to Christ, we're converted and experience regeneration, new, new birth. We have the Holy Spirit. But we want, we want to learn to let the Holy Spirit have, have more of us and allow him more and more free reign in our lives. And I think being filled with the Spirit, being anointed, being baptized, um, over and over um, is something we want to live into so we can have more and more of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to use that word to kind of cover all these other different words that show up in the New Testament, baptism, anointing, filling, that that no matter no matter what word we use, the, the catch-all word is we want to be people who learn how to receive and live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and all that he wants to give us. And so as I as I um, lead our parish, St. Patrick's, that's the invitation I want. I'm not really super concerned about scripting this real strictly. I'm not really concerned about getting into arguments about um, the exact, you know, formula, whether it's the, the, the Baptistic or the charismatic formula. What I'm concerned about is, one, I want to make sure everyone in our parish has experienced new birth, and then I want to help all of us to live and walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and all that he wants to do for us. And he can he can sort of dole that reality out into each of our lives in our own unique ways. But what I what I want to help us turn away from is any posture or position in our heart that pushes the Holy Spirit away or quenches anything he wants to do and invite us to be open to all his gifts, all his works, all his power, all his touch, to hear his voice, and to walk in the fullness of who he is. And I think we can be regenerate, born again, converted, and not live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So the rest of this series is really about how to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit in all these different ways. So I hope you find it helpful. I hope you find it encouraging. God bless and have a great day.